1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Trump wins New Hampshire primary. We have the story. Wichita schools face a big budget shortfall. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A double shooting investigated in North Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. We're only a few weeks into 2024, but the city of Wichita is already planning ahead for 2025. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Once again, it's a bit slow going this morning with widespread dense fog and light drizzle across south central Kansas. When will we finally see the sunshine again? Our complete forecast is coming up. Former President Trump is the projected winner of the New Hampshire primary. But his lone Republican challenger insists she's still in the race. Former President Trump spoke Tuesday night expressing frustration with his former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and lone remaining challenger, who spoke first, sounding victorious. Who the hell was the imposter that went up on the stage before and, like, claimed a victory? She did very poorly, actually. Nikki Haley thanked her New Hampshire supporters and said they will fight on as they head to her home state of South Carolina. In the next two months... Millions of voters in over 20 states will have their say. We should honor them. Haley said polls show no one wants a rematch between the current Democratic president and former Republican one. In Bedford, New Hampshire, Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Well, he wasn't even on the ballot, but President Biden notched a primary win Tuesday. Supporters of President Biden had to write in his name. He did not appear on the primary ballot here, keeping in step with the DNC's decision to have South Carolina's February primary host the first contest. Still a grassroots write-in campaign proved successful, breaking well over 50 percent of the Democratic vote and well ahead of Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips. Phillips says he is staying in the race. As for the biden Harris campaign, a statement on the New Hampshire results, did not mention the president's win, instead focusing on the win of former President Trump, saying the MAGA movement has completed its takeover of the Republican Party. In Bedford, New Hampshire, Jared Halpern, Fox News. One person is dead, another critically injured following a shooting in North Wichita. It happened around 2 Tuesday morning in the 1500 block of North Poplar near 15th and Grove. A 20-year-old person died at the scene. An 18-year-old was transported to an area hospital. No names have been released as they are still working to notify family members. At this time, investigators do not believe there was any threat to the general public and no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call detectives at 268-4407 or Crime Stoppers anonymously at 316-267-2111. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has started a preparation on the 2025 city budget. In order to know what Wichitans want in that budget, the city announced the results of a citizen survey that took place last fall. Respondents indicate safety is a continued priority for the city. In the current general fund adopted budget, 59% of it is dedicated to police and fire. Residents also support further focus on the local economy while placing high value on opportunities for education, culture, and the arts. Residents also say Wichita could improve on recreational offerings and health services. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Public Schools facing a $42 million budget shortfall. Officials blame declining enrollment 
and the ending of COVID relief funding. Superintendent Kelly Bielesfeld says closing some schools could save the district about $16 million. We've been doing a great job of keeping things uh, to our high standard that we want, um, but we, we also need um, to load to you know shrink that footprint so we have more resources to do things better. Bielefeld says the district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by any closings. A list of potential schools will be announced next month. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign a flat tax bill. It would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting a year. Senator Dinah Sykes, a Lenexa Democrat, says the governor has already said... She's going to veto the bill. Hopefully the governor will veto this and we will be able to sustain this because um, it's going to put us underwater within five years. Republicans say they would work to override any veto of the bill. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and Senate to override such a veto. KNSS News Time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. Men's basketball action tonight. K-State on the road. Shockers at home. We'll preview those. Hear from Coach Mills coming up in sports. A Pennsylvania woman charged with torturing and killing animals live on the Internet. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stevens Head. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Head. 7.09, nine minutes past 7 o'clock. Soon, the Sedgwick County Commission will begin its annual budget writing process. Commission Chair Brian Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News it can be challenging to pay the county's bills while holding down taxes. We're going to start our planning for the 2025 budget here in February, and that's a it's a, it's a concern. Um, finding that appropriate balance is how do we how do we fund government, meaning all the compensation increases that we need for the 46 departments of Sedgwick County government. But but how do we also balance the fact that increasing property taxes is also uh, hurting people in, in some regards? It, it is very challenging for many families. Beatty commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Head in the morning on KNSS. President Biden is set to speak at the United Auto Workers National Conference today, signaling a possible major big labor endorsement. The White House says President Biden will speak to UAW members in a legislative conference today in Washington. Amid reports, the union's top brass may endorse his 2024 re-election bid. President Biden, who claims to be the most pro-union president, has been courting auto workers' support, even joined them on the picket lines during last year's Big Three auto strike. If the UAW does endorse the president, questions remain over how many of its 400,000 members will do the same. As the president struggles over the economy and his mandated electric vehicle policies that automakers have said are not realistic. EV policies that have also led to thousands of job cuts at the big three automakers. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Lawyers for an embattled U.S. senator are calling for bribery charges to be dropped. Attorneys for New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez argued in a court filing this week that their client is being targeted by a vengeful FBI. They say the Democrats' home was illegally searched in an effort to get back at the senator after he beat previous charges. In 2017, a federal jury in New Jersey deadlocked on 18 criminal charges against Menendez and a wealthy Florida eye doctor accused of buying the senator's influence. In this latest case, Menendez and his wife are both accused of accepting cash, gold bars, and a luxury car to carry out favors for three businessmen. A trial is set for May. Tom Graham, Fox News. A woman in Pennsylvania charged with torturing and killing animals live on the Internet. 
Cops say 28-year-old Angie Armancy of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, not only live-streamed as she tortured and killed the animals, but she had an audience goading her on in text. They say Monsey interacted with her online audience, begging for more likes before torturing and killing frogs, a rabbit, and a pigeon. Police say her channel has more than 20,000 subscribers. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 712. 12 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now in Wichita, well, the conditions out there are one of the biggest traffic worries that we have at the moment. Uh, we've got some uh, fog still uh, in the area, but it's not quite as bad as it has been. Looks like it's lifting in he- uh, here and there. Visibility at Eisenhower National Airport uh, listed at 7 miles. Um, we do have the temperature still hovering right around that freezing mark, so continue to watch out for the occasional slick spot, especially bridges, overpasses, elevated roadways. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Steve and Ted. How are you all today? We're good, Very Jack. Well. Our visibility is perfect here on the radio. <laughs> yeah, we've been having some problems with visibility across yes, most have. of the state. And in fact, the entire state of Kansas right now is under a dense fog advisory that runs until noon today. So we're going to be dealing with this for the rest of the morning. Thankfully, that fog has not been especially dense all the time. There have been at times it kind of ebbs and flows. So be on the lookout for those patches where that fog becomes more dense and can reduce visibilities down below a half mile to a quarter mile. So something to watch out for for sure this morning. Also, a little bit of light drizzle. We're still just above freezing in Wichita, but folks off to the north, Hutchinson up into portions of areas to the north up towards Salina are near and below freezing as we have a little bit of moisture in the area. So some light icing will be a possibility at least just for the next hour or two until temperatures start to warm back up. Today's high is getting up into the 40s and we'll be keeping the clouds around another round of fog overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. And then as this moisture hangs around into Friday, that's going to be bringing us our next chance of rainfall. Friday, as a storm system moves through and finds this big old pocket of moisture sitting around, that'll be producing a wave of light to moderate rainfall throughout the afternoon into the evening on Friday and that could even linger into Saturday morning. It does look like rainfall could be pretty substantial, anywhere from a quarter to a half inch, some localized spots up to an inch of rainfall out of that out of the deal before it's all said and done. And then next week we're looking to continue on a warming trend with temperatures rising to the 50s and also seeing a lot more sun, sunshine. So getting a nice little reward after that long bout of Arctic air we had last week. Next week is looking like it's going to be a real nice one. It's going to be warming up just a little bit. Huh? Nice. There. Hey, what, what, what do you got right now, uh, Jack? What's going on? Right now in Wichita, we've got fog, a few light drizzly rain showers, and a temperature of 33 degrees. Right. Thank you, Jack. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. This is the 24th day of January. And you said a month ago is Christmas Eve, right, Ted? Yesterday's uh, high temperature, 40 degrees, normal high 44. And on this date, back in 1916, the temperature in Browning, Montana, which is located in extreme northwest Montana, near the Canadian border, fell a mind-boggling 100 degrees in just 24 hours. From 44 degrees to 56 below zero. It established a a 24-hour temperature drop record for the... The U.S. 
Man. <laughs> That's interesting. That does not compute. Oh, sir. Woo. On this date, the 24th, on this date in 2013, not so long ago, President Barack Obama's defense secretary, Leon Panetta, announced the lifting of a ban on women serving in combat. So we now have the ability to, for our women in the service to serve in combat. Neil Diamond's having a birthday. 83 years old today. Guy has sold more than 130 million records worldwide. a massive worldwide. career. This makes him one of the best-selling musicians yep. of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cracklin' Rose. A lot of good music. There's good music there. Yeah, everybody's got a favorite Neil Diamond, I'm sure. Ted, a recent survey found that... I'm sure, but you should be curious about this. You've had a couple of days off, right? Recent survey has found that an alarming number of office managers would rather their employees come in for their shifts, even if they are sick. Well, I certainly could have come in Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it would not have been good on-air content. Yeah, My voice terrible. was messed up. Yeah. <laughs> the poll conducted by a resume builder examined how office managers view their employees' uh, access to sick leave. This is according to Julia Toothaker, a career strategist at the company. 20% of managers, 20%, said... They've encouraged workers who weren't feeling well to still come into the office. So it's not not many. Most, not, most okay. of them are smart no. enough to say, no, you better go ahead and stay home. <clears throat> More on that story at knssradio.com. Here is the story, Ted. An impressive factoid for our listeners out there. You may take to your office or your luncheon friends and really impress them mm-hmm. today. You ready? Yeah, yeah. They want to take this down with a pencil and paper. A lady in California just broke the record for the longest arm hair on a woman. She's mm, got a what's si- her number? single hair on her right arm that's clocked 7.24 inches. There you go. It's a world that record. That thing didn't want to come out. A Wookiee. Boy. <laughs> it's a world record for just about everything. Stephen Ted of the morning here, 717. Wonder what her leg hair is like. Oh, there's probably another category for that. <laughs> I'm sure there Seven, is. 718, Stephen Ted in the morning. Let's go ahead and uh, check the sports this morning with uh, Ted Woodward. The Shockers playing basketball tonight, Ted? Yes. we got the Shocks at home at Coke Arena, Wichita State hosting East Carolina tonight. Shockers are favored by three and a half points on home court. Shocks still looking for their first conference win of the season, and they're trying to snap a seven-game losing streak, their longest in 23 years. Both teams on a losing streak. Pirates come in having lost three straight. And uh, the Pirates... Come in, they kind of have one of those very, very intense defensive looks to them, like Texas Tech does in North Texas. The Hawks have already played North Texas this year, so head coach Paul Mills talks a little about that. Texas Tech had uh, top ten uh, lottery picks. East Carolina fortunately doesn't, but they're plenty talented. And they, they do a good job of, of really, if you get it on the outer thirds, keeping it there. And you kind of have to make sure that you're attacking it the right way. But it does help that we've kind of seen that defense before uh, in, in order to understand how you attack it. There you go. Shocks at home tonight. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl have live pregame coverage on the air at 5.30 p.m. The game will tip off at 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena. Listen to the Shockers live on 103.7 KEYN. The K-State men are on the road tonight in a very difficult place to visit, 18th-ranked Iowa State. K-State is a 7.5-point underdog going into this one, despite the fact that the Wildcats have won six of their last seven. They're tied for first place atop the Big 12. 
Iowa State's only a game back, tied for fifth place. But Iowa State is 11-0 and on home court this season. Very difficult for road teams to go in and get a win in Ames. Nobody's done it yet this season. Live coverage of K-State basketball begins at 7 o'clock tonight. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight in Ames. You're home for K-State basketball, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Pro basketball in the NBA. Strange news. One of the top teams in the league fired its head coach yesterday. The Milwaukee Bucks, halfway through the season, second-best team in the league, have fired their head coach in his rookie campaign, Wichita's Adrian Griffin. Bucks have a record of 30-13, and 13, but they have now relieved Adrian Griffin of his head coaching duties. So the Wichita, in a bizarre way, is done with his first head coaching stint in the NBA and only lasted a half season with the Bucks. Oh, don't you think he'll get another pretty quick thing? Yeah. He's That's doing very a well. Strange yeah. uh, story coming out of Milwaukee. There, the Bucks now looking for a new head coach, despite the fact that they're the second best team in the league. <laughs> uh boy, we talked about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' a big win over the Buffalo Bills in the conference semifinals on Sunday night. A lot of people were listening right here on KNSS to Mitch Holtus with the call, and a lot of people were watching on TV too. Americans love their football. 50.4 million tuned into the Kansas City Chiefs' nail-biting divisional victory over the Buffalo Bills making it the most watched NFL divisional playoff game ever, beating the previous record holder of the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers, which hit 48.5 million viewers in January of 2017. Sunday's game peaked with more than 56 million viewers. According to Paramount Global, the game also delivered Paramount Plus, its most streamed live event ever. Also grabbing high numbers, the Packers and San Francisco 49ers game, which pulled in 37.5 million viewers for Fox. NBC's Buccaneers-Lions came in close behind with 37.2 million. Michelle Polino, Fox News. And a couple of birthdays today. Happy birthday to former Wichita Wings soccer star Willie Anderson. He's 77 today, born in Liverpool. Played winger on that first Wichita Wings team back in the late 70s and early 80s. Happy birthday to former Wings player Willie Anderson. He is 77 today. And happy birthday to a former All-Star for the Kansas City Royals, Whit Merrifield. Now with the Toronto Blue Jays, Whit Merrifield with a birthday. He's 35 today. That's sports with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 722 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. Some ways to improve your healthy habits. That's on the way with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward, 7.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 33 degrees with a cloudy sky. Former President Trump has notched another 2024 win. Former President Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire primary. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. Three. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. His rival, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, took a few jabs at the former president and declared that her campaign is on to her home state of South Carolina. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. With the Nikki Haley campaign in Concord, New Hampshire, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Wichita Public Schools are facing a $42 million budget shortfall, officials blaming a declining enrollment and the ending of COVID relief funds. United Teachers Union President Katie Warren says closing schools will impact entire neighborhoods. I think it's unfortunate that 
um, or I'm disappointed that we would have to make decisions on laying off teachers, especially during a teacher shortage or closing buildings. The district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by closings. A list of potential schools that might be closed will be announced next month. The Wichita City Council approved hiring an architect firm to uh, revitalize the west bank of the Arkansas River between Douglas and Waterman. LK Architecture is being asked to design walking paths and other features in the area. The project is being paid for by a state grant earmarked for riverfront improvements. Lawmakers in Topeka are proposing an amendment to the state constitution to protect the right to bear arms. The legislation would strengthen the wording to include ammunition, firearm accessories, and components. Representative John Epley, a Republican from Atchison, says about 70 lawmakers support that legislation. It sounds like a big deal, but really it's just codifying what I feel is the status quo in regards to the Second Amendment in our own state. And I think it's uh, it's an important concept to probably uh, be preemptive on. If passed, the amendment would appear on the ballot in November. It's a guilty verdict for a New York man who shot and killed a young woman who was in the wrong driveway. Last April, 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis and a group of friends trying to find a house in upstate New York pulled their two cars and motorcycle down a long, winding driveway. They realized it was the wrong address and were leaving when 66-year-old Kevin Monahan, the homeowner, started blasting off his shotgun at the group. The second shot struck Gillis in the neck and killed her. His lawyers argued that this was a case of a defective gun, but the jury didn't buy it. Monahan found guilty Tuesday of second-degree murder. When he's sentenced in March, he could face a maximum of 25 years to life. John Saucier, Fox News. What makes a good cup of coffee? Researchers in Italy say it's all in the genes. Coffee is one of the world's most popular drinks, so getting it right is big business. Now scientists at Italy's University of Udine say they've mapped the DNA of the planet's favourite coffee bean, the Arabica. The hope is this new understanding will let researchers hone in on the genes linked to flavour and aroma. But the other key thing is that Arabica coffee plants are at risk from climate change, rising temperatures and unpredictable rainfall making it harder to grow. So in future, DNA sequencing might help farmers grow stronger coffee in more ways than one. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Lately, we've seen this repetitive cycle of fog and drizzle, and that's going to continue throughout the next several days. Even more rain chances expected by the end of the week, but our long-range forecast is showing a warming trend and some sunshine by the weekend. Widespread dense fog continues this morning with areas of drizzle. Our high today, 41. Light rain tonight, Tarlow 35, Thursday, 49. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Now a cloudy sky, northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. 33 degrees with Stephen's head in the morning here on KNSS. 734. Uh, 734 with Stephen Ted. And today is a Wednesday, January the uh, 24th, 2014. Had an interesting experience uh, yesterday, Ted. Mm-hmm. My driver's license needed to be renewed. So Shelly and I, I had her come along with me, and she, we grabbed a bunch of paperwork just in case we needed it and took off for Twin Lakes and the driver's license place over there. How long has it been since so, you had yours renewed? Oh, just this past, my past birthday, so last August. Yeah. So where did you have it done? Was, is it, I went out to Andover. Yeah. Twin, Twin Lakes is uh, very handy for us, of course. But there are a couple of places you can do this. I remember 
You're, so you're not one of those people that gets it renewed on your birthday. Well, interestingly enough, I had a call just a day or two ago from my sister-in-law, who's in uh, New Mexico, and mm-hmm. she needed some information for her banker, including my driver's license. Okay. They looked at it and said, you know, this is expired. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I've been driving on an expired license for about three or four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I got it renewed yesterday. I Good. got it now. Good. I just, I don't know, just slipped my mind. I, they sent, sent a reminder, and I just blew it off. But anyway, you know, I went back several, I was thinking several years when they had the, the center in Park Lane. Did you ever go over there? Seems like it was the only place, nope. only place in town. And I remember one time, yeah, it just must have been the late 80s, maybe, spending like three hours over there, just waiting and waiting and and I remember that one of the one I don't remember which candidate one of the candidates for governor came by the radio station for a talk show and I said you want to I said you want to you want to be elected governor I can't remember which one it might have been Brownback I don't know I said you want to be elected governor do something about the wait at the tra- at the DL and after that I think it was Brownback and after he got elected they streamlined it got to do it yesterday was painless Shelley called ahead made an appointment for three thirty walked in the door. Sat down. We were there a little early. Right about 3.31, we were called, and up and we went. I had the exact same experience. Walked over to uh, booth like, number 12, and there was a, a woman there waiting on us. Said, Very pleasant. All business. Ding, ding, ding. Do this. I asked a couple of questions and took my picture, and that's it. It, yep. was, not, it was not a bad experience. So hats off. Yeah, they do the deal now where you reserve a time. and Yeah. Makes it just just a whole lot easier. Yeah, just went. Yeah, within like thirty seconds of me checking in and getting there, they called my name. So yeah, hey. but the, the waiting room wasn't good. wasn't that crowded. Nope. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to wait more than ten fifteen minutes. Well, in this day and age, when everyone has cell phones and we can do things like this, this it helps. It sure really does. helps. Yeah. All right, we had some uh, some sad news yesterday that uh, a broadcasting legend has died. CBS Sunday Morning and radio legend Charles Osgood has died at the age of 91 from dementia. The award-winning broadcaster anchored CBS Sunday Morning for 22 years. He was also host of the long-running radio program The Osgood File. See you on the radio. I say that every week. A peculiar phrase some people think for anyone to speak. Which was several stories a day in two-minute segments perfecting the craft for radio broadcasters of the future. Osgood, a gifted news writer, poet, and author, spent 45 years at CBS News before retiring, Osgood was known for breaking out in song, and his last words to viewers were sung. A long time since I've been home. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Now, the Osgood file was a feature on KNSS on this morning show for, for several years. Mm-hmm. And every one of my enjoyed his commentaries were, were, were outstanding. They were just folksy and uh, everyday well, stuff. They were, they were, they were accurate, but without being... Full of vitriol, like right. we like we see today. Just it was well very written. gentle, yeah. extremely well written commentary. It, it, very listenable. Something you do not hear a lot of today. He was, uh, of course, he started out in radio and did kept going in radio all even though he had the the big TV show and everything else. And yeah, he wore the bow tie. Mm-hmm. That became his signature. I guess there's a bow tie. He looked good in Smithsonian tie, at the yeah. Smithsonian Institute at the museum. They he got a, one of his bow ties there. He was a uh, well, and they play that soundbite that just within him speaking two or three words, it's just un- mm-hmm. you know who it is immediately. He uh, well, great voice. Seems like the, when I first started here at KNSS, uh, he was in town for some reason, and I was invited. Shelley and I were invited to come out and 
and just spend a little time and have have a have a cocktail with Charlie Osgood. And so we did. And uh, he would we taught it was just the three of us chatting away for I don't know five ten minutes. It was just as personable as as on the radio. I mean, he just he just came off as a very very nice man, and it was it was a pleasure to uh, talk to him and a pleasure to have him on the radio. Yeah, he just uh, he took over that uh, Sunday morning from Charles Kuralt. Remember Charles Kuralt mm-hmm. back in the day? Charles made that show, but then uh, Osgood took it over and kept it going for several for twenty twenty some years. And did a great job. Anyway, he's a great, he was a great one, and uh, we're going to miss him. Really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that trip to the DL yesterday. It's come. They've come a long way over there. And I'm glad you're all within the law now. Seventh, I mean, I'm legal again. Chad, what do you got something going on, Chad? What's yeah, up? in traffic, just kind of an interesting note. I've been watching uh, for the last several days, actually, CanDrive.gov, uh, where they list all the road conditions out there. And for the last several days, we've had it listed as at least the, the lowest uh, one they have on here is listed as seasonal roadway conditions. The last several days, it's been at least that, if not, you know, partially ice, snow, that sort of thing. Well, now... I-135, I-235, and K-96 have all come off of all of those, now listed as regular condition. So that just happened just a few minutes ago, actually. Well, that was in special then, huh? Yeah, so uh, the conditions on those roadways, good. Uh, still seasonal, potentially wet roadways listed on the Kansas Turnpike and K-96 northwest of Wichita. And if you're going southbound of the Turnpike, your radar is indicating uh, before you get to the uh, Oklahoma line, you're going to encounter rain showers there, and then all the way from there down into Oklahoma City. So uh, be prepared for that, or close to Oklahoma City. That's down uh, yeah, it's an area of showers, about it looks like about 20 miles, 30 miles wide, and it's going straight north. It's been coming this way for a while. Uh, right now, uh, maybe Sumner County's got some showers. Over Kingman County, moving up into uh, the corner of Reno County, uh, southeast corner of Reno, there's some showers up that way, and then out to the west, down uh, south of Harper. We've got some showers going on right now as well. So we're going, obviously going to have probably a little more rain today here in south-central Kansas. It'll be good for the wheat. All right, Ted, good to have you back here. You had a couple of days of not being in best shape. and, and uh, Good yeah. to be back. When you're, if you're not doing well, we, we say stay away, and we'll do what we can without you. But uh, it's good to have you back there. In the chair, and then tonight you get to go out and do some PA announcements. Yeah, I right? gotta go. Got the uh, shocker game. Got the shocks tonight. Got battle of the books tomorrow. Oh, so you're doing battle. Get my voice in shape. Got gigs. I didn't know the battle was going on, y'all, this year. Okay, battle of the books, always a treat. There you go. Seven forty-one now. Stephen ten in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, we have a Wichita Business Journal update for you. Exploration Place receives a big donation for an amphitheater. That's on the way with Steve's Head of the Morning here on KNSS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stephen Hill in the morning, KNSS. 7.47 now. Three big things. Three. Wichita Public Schools face a $42 million budget shortfall. Two. 
Wichita City Council begins preparation on next year's budget. One. Trump wins the Republican New Hampshire primary with 55% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 43%. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Right now in traffic, we've got uh, KDOT warning folks that uh, we've got some Heavy traffic, maybe a slowdown. It's uh, eastbound Kellogg, and it's right around West Street. Uh, so watch out for some uh, heavy traffic there. We've also got heavy traffic northbound I-235, and it's approaching uh, that uh, road construction there at I-135. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Cloudy, foggy today, 40% chance for rain. And a high of 41 degrees. Slight chance for drizzle and fog tonight. The overnight low 35. For Thursday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 49 degrees. Now we have a cloudy sky. Northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Find the comfort of a hat. Express your personality. Go to Hatman Jacks and find your own style. See why people from around the nation make Hatman Jacks their destination. At the clock tower in Delano, Hatman Jacks. The Dow cooled a bit Tuesday on Wall Street. Wall Street ending the day mixed as the Dow eased off a record high set Monday and fell below the 38,000 mark. Meantime, the S&P 500 continued into record territory. The Dow fell on the day 96 points. The Nasdaq gained 66. The S&P added 14. Wall Street is absorbing a slew of earnings reports. Procter & Gamble says better pricing is the key to high revenue. And Johnson & Johnson said adjusted earnings per share came in a penny ahead of expectations. And speaking of J&J, the company has 10 agreed to pay about $7 million to settle claims over how J&J marketed its talcum-based baby powder. The company has faced claims its powder causes cancer. J&J has denied that. Tom Graham, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. A highly anticipated project along the Arkansas River getting big financial hand along with a new name, Exploration Place, announcing yesterday it's received a $1 million commitment from the Wichita Foundation for the Science and Discovery Center's planned amphitheater along the river's West Bank. The venue will be called the Wichita Foundation Amphitheater, set to open this fall. It'll feature free family movie nights, live music performances, and other entertainment and community events. Exploration Place's leaders have also said they hope it becomes the go-to spot to watch the nightly cauldron lighting at the Keeper of the Plains. The Wichita City Council gave the go-ahead Tuesday to another component of the plans to develop the area around Riverfront Stadium. During a consent meeting and workshop, the council approved a $325,000 agreement with LK Architecture for design improvements along the west bank of the Arkansas River on the east side of the stadium between Douglas and Waterman. The locally-based firm is tasked with designing pedestrian walkways, landscaping, and more and and more in a cohesive fashion with EPC Real Estate Group's vision for its $110 million mixed-use development, which includes a hotel, apartment complex, retail space, and parking garage. Employees at a West Wichita Starbucks have filed a petition to unionize with the National Labor Relations Board, claiming the store is understaffed, has inconsistent and unfair scheduling, and unsupportive management. 
The letter was also sent to Starbucks CEO by the employees from the Central and Tyler location. Petition was filed on January 18th with the NLRB, the government agency overseeing union activity and collective bargaining, in an effort to unionize 21 employees, including all full-time and part-time baristas and shift managers at that location at Central and Tyler. Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And so, Ted, it's been uh, 7.51 now with Stephen Tennant. I was off last Friday. So we haven't uh, done a show together now for what three three times since uh, six days yeah. ago. Yeah. Six days ago, today is this is uh, Steve and Ted show number. Let me look at here six thousand five hundred and ninety five. Nice. And uh, I understand while I was gone, I, I saw on Facebook you put something on Facebook. We did, somebody did, about uh, the anniversary, of the beginning of uh, the show. Yeah, your Which first was, day hosting was it January nineteen. Yeah, it was whatever uh, last Friday yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was. And uh, I saw, I watched, I saw it. I saw some of the response from uh, so many listeners. I didn't have a chance to write any of them down. Yeah, we got some great responses. There was a lot of response from people who have uh, very, very nice things to say uh, about the Stephen Ted Show. One well, of them was former Congressman Dan Glickman. Dan Glickman chimed in. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know that he listened to us, but. He is, at least well, I don't know if he, he does either, but he saw it on social media. So he's, yeah, he, he's passed along a pretty nice compliment. So Yeah. There you go. And for all of you who did respond, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's uh, great to celebrate something like that. And here we are. Yeah, this show has now been going strong for 26 years. No plans to uh, pull the plug that we know of <laughs> so far. It's uh, 7.53, Stephen Ted, and today is uh, National Peanut Butter Day. Hello. Yeah. Recognizing an American staple in our pantries. I wonder if anybody's got a pantry that doesn't have creamy or crunchy or chunky peanut butter in it. Mine uh, does. You've got one? Of course. I've, I've got Always some in mine. peanut butter around. Got some on my hand, in my house. And, uh, mine doesn't. Yeah, there you go. There's a one out of three. Yep. <laughs> one out of three, yeah. Whether it's creamy or chunky, with chocolate or with jelly, peanut butter gets the recognition it deserves each year on this day. I do like the... Uh, uh, peanut butter with the with the chocolate combination, that's good. Like that. The uh, uh, otherwise, I'm not a big fan. The early peanut butter made by the Aztecs and Incas around 1000 BC was more of a paste and not nearly as creamy as the peanut butter we have now. Well, I'm sure. No, of course. It's been it's been perfected over the last mm-hmm. couple of hundred years or whatever. So a couple of thousand years. And uh, my my wife Saint Shelley is a big peanut butter lover. She loves peanut butter. And as I said, I'm not a big fan. I know that, uh, Dad, over the years I've discerned that you are a guy who likes his peanut butter. Peanut Definitely. Butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That, and I, I used to eat those as a kid. Yeah, you know, that's a weird combination. PP and J. But, uh, my daughter, I know she and her and my grandkids, they do PP and J all the time. They love it. National Peanut Butter Day. So what about our news story where we've hired someone now to – Fix up the west bank of the river. This is this like the ninth firm we've hired to fix up the west bank of the river. Seems yeah. like we do this about once a year now. We pay someone six figures to spruce up the west bank. I guess, and, I, and, and I can't tell any difference. It looks the same as it does every time. I think we're going to put up some buildings in there now. In they that, always say that in that very small space between the ballpark and the river. They know? always say that. It's like two hundred every feet. year, and then the, end of the next year we hear have a new news story. Well, we've hired someone and we're paying them two hundred thousand dollars to. Fix up the West Bank. What happened to the last eight things we hired? Oh, no. It's still the same old sidewalk. still the same old everything. (laughs) 
Bring back the bring back the train track. <laughs> Remember that? You just have a train track out there. Ah, yeah, I know. All right, so there you go. Seven fifty-five now. Coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Stay with Steve and Ted here on this Wednesday morning. We have the latest on the New Hampshire primaries. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we got Shocker basketball tonight at home. K-State on the road. We'll preview those coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news, the blur. Looking forward to it. We've got some great audio coming your way. Entertainment news in the blur in 40 minutes. And as always, traffic and weather. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.